Praise the Lord. We bring you greetings in the name of Jesus. And as usual, we also greet you, as we always say, peace and many blessings. We thank God for this morning again when he has been so gracious to us to come to his presence in your various homes. I would like for you to pay attention, dear brethren, as we move into hearing the word of God. Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for our redemption by the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the sacrifice he made for us. And above all, we thank you for the supply of your spirit unto us, that the spirit of the Lord will lead us. Give us understanding hearts and help us with a willing spirit to follow after him as he leads. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Alright, dear brethren, you remember last week when the Lord graciously uh, brought us his word concerning the Spirit of God must be allowed to lead us. Um, and then we say that we'll be coming your way this week again with a part two because we could not finish um, the subject matter. And so I would like for you to pay attention this morning. I would have loved to recap, but we just don't have the time. And so I would only remind you of one critical thing that the Lord said to us last week, which you should not forget. You remember that God has led the people of Israel from Egypt. They had come all the way down. And there was a lot of consultation with the Lord in everything that they did. There was this particular time that uh, the Gibeonites approached them because they have heard the goodness of the Lord and the conquering nature and the power of God. And since they were neighbors, they knew that they would also be conquered. So they had to post themselves, pretend as people who were coming from a far place presented themselves to the leader Joshua and the rest. And for whatever reasons, the Bible says in Joshua chapter 9, verse 14, they didn't take time off to consult with God to find out. The Bible says the men of Israel took some of their provisions, but they did not ask counsel of the Lord. And so it's very important that in the leadership of the Holy Spirit, there must be a continuous consultation with him. And this we said last week. But this week, as we tackle the part two, I would want you to pay attention. There's one verse of scripture in Isaiah chapter 50 verse 5 that the Lord brought to my attention that I think that every one of you should mark this scripture because it actually summarizes what we are going to talk about today. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 50 verse 5, The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Praise the Lord. This scripture is pointing out to us that God can help by opening a heart of a person. If I may take, for instance, an unbeliever, 
And then we move into the believer as well. An unbeliever who doesn't know the Lord can hear the word of God preach. And the power of God can hit the heart of this person to open his heart. Now when the, the person's heart has been opened, it is now the duty of the individual to be willing to receive that which God is bringing him. He can decide to say, I've been convicted. My heart has been opened. And at the same time, he can decide to close it up by saying, I'm not ready for it. And so when the Bible says that the Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away, it is to establish that God can open a person's heart. God can decide to lead a person. God can decide to say something to an individual. But it is the individual who had to agree with God and not to rebel so as to be able to follow instructions. And hitherto, what has been happening is that the Spirit of the Lord has always been willing to help us because Jesus said so that I'm going, but I will send him. And when he comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will tell you things to come. It is very, very true that the Spirit of God is still in this business. But it is important that we take notice and not allow ourselves to hinder the move of the Spirit of God so as the help that God would like to bring to us is not stopped. This scripture has been such a blessing to my heart. When the Lord pointed it out to me. He said. The Lord God has opened my ear. The spirit of the Lord would come to your ear. And I was not rebellious. Nor did I turn away. Brethren two things are very critical here. You can refuse to rebel against the voice of the Lord. You can at the same time. Refuse to turn the way he wants you to walk. Unfortunately, due to certain doctrines that we have received, majority of us think that the Spirit of the Lord will force things on you. And I said that to you last week. One of the things we should notice is that God does not force any man to bless him, to lead him, to speak to him. You see, when the only thing God will do is to open you up to what He is saying. And He expects you to come along as He begins to instruct you. As He begins to lead you. And this is what we need for this time in which we live. And I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. I want you to begin to think about your own life. How many times that God has not been so, God has been so gracious to you by whispering something to you, by asking you to do something and you took a slow steps towards it and finally you turn away from it. Finally you just took it as any ordinary message and you went away. 
Now may I say that majority of us have lost so much from the Lord because we did not pay attention by being obedient. And I must say this to you, as I said, from the unbeliever to the believer. You see, unbeliever, it is very clear, but also to the believer, one of the things that is very critical is that sometimes in your walk with God, and we have known God a bit, and when you are walking with Him, it is so very easy as well to decide to do otherwise. And let it not be so strange to you, as we said last week, the people of Israel had been delivered by God from the land of Egypt. They were doing very well. They were consulting God every time. And for whatever reasons, this time, few people approached them. They give you an eyes uh, and, and pretended to be uh, ambassadors that were coming from a very far place. And they were able to deceive them. And I want to say that this can happen to any of us. This can happen to the bishop. It can happen to the, 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 the senior pastor. It can happen to everyone. This is the reason why it is very important that whenever we have the direction of God, it is important that we stick and follow through until the will of God is done. Last week we read from Isaiah chapter 30. This week we will read from Isaiah chapter 31. And you will see, now I'm giving you these scriptures and I want to plead with you that you will be very serious to study them. Because the revelations that God has brought to my heart has really been a tremendous blessing. And constantly is keeping me in the fear of the Lord to, to begin to ask God concerning His direction. And so, last week we read from 30, 1 to 5. This week we will read from 31, 1 to 3. And you listen to what the Bible says. Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help. And rely on horses who trust in chariots because they are many. And in horsemen because they are very strong. But who do not look to the Holy One. Take note. Who do not look to the Holy One. Nor seek the Lord. Yet he also is wise. And will bring disaster. And will not call back his words. But will arise against the house of evildoers and against the help of those who work iniquity. Verse number three says, Now the Egyptians are men and not God, and their houses are flesh and not spirit. And when the Lord stretches out his hand, both he who helps will fail, and he who is helped will fall down. They all will perish together. Praise the Lord. This is a very, very important scripture that I would like for you to now pay attention carefully to it. I'm trusting God as well that today we'll be able to finish. If we don't finish, we'll continue next week. But this lesson that God has brought to me has been a tremendous blessing. You see, in the verse number one, the Bible says, Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help. Now, may I just say something here quickly. Egypt is a type of a prosperous nation at a time. And at a time that Egypt had prospered so much that even if you were a slave, if you were a cleaner, 
if you were a driver, whoever you were, it's like today that we esteem America and, and, the, and the Western world so high. That was how Egypt was looking like in those days. And around that time, the people of Israel were also under captivity. And so they saw Egypt as a place of refuge, as a place of abundant supply. And so the majority of the people who were in Babylon at the time wanted to run away from Babylon and to go to Egypt where they will find greener pastures. And you see, God who also loves his people and has plans for them had to now talk with them. And that is why he had to raise a caution by saying, Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help. Because they saw Egypt as a place they could help, get help. And rely on horses who trust in chariots because they are many. You know, when you are sitting on a chariot and you have many horses riding you, you think that you are so secured. And that's what Bible is raising. And in, and in horsemen because they are very strong. But who do not look to the Holy One of Israel, nor seek the Lord. This scripture is telling us that the believer must constantly and continuously, every day of his life, must learn how to rely on the Holy Spirit of God that Jesus said, He will guide you into all truth. This is the only thing that the believer ought to do. You see, he said that if you trust in the things that you see, and I must say that, Christianity has come to the point where majority of people um, have come to the point where they, what they see seem to be more secured for them than what God will tell them. Ah, this morning God is bringing our attention to the fact that He is the one who had promised to lead us. He will never leave us astray. He might lead us only by His Spirit. And the, and the place that He might be leading us into may not be a place where by the eye you can judge to say, can anything good come out of this place? But may I say to you, dear one, as you listen, it is very important that we pay attention to the Holy One of Israel. You must equally take it as the Holy Spirit of God. We must always seek help from God and must not rely on the arm of flesh. We have grown to the point where some of us have now relied so much about the people who are established that we can see with our eyes, the connections that we have. Ah, I will not bring myself to this. And I pray you don't do that. You must learn to walk by faith and not to, to rely on what you see with your eye. It is nice to see things but you must learn the secret of saying, Lord, is this what you want for me? It is very, very important. That's why he is seeking and telling us that if we want to walk with him, and if we want him to lead us, we must learn how to depend on God, how to ask for clarity before any move is made. Hallelujah. In the verse number 2, he continued to say, Yet he also is wise and will bring disaster. 
and will not call back his words, but will arise against the house of evildoers and against the help of those who work iniquity. Anytime we do not listen to the Spirit of God or be obedient to the word of the Lord, I must tell you we are classified as evildoers. Because God is much concerned about His people leading, uh, about His people going after the Holy Spirit. And so He wants us to listen to Him. And dear brother, I know we live in a critical time. That should not stop us at all. When offers are made, we should not rush into it. If you will sit down and, and look into what has been happening, you will find out that nations that were even doing very well economically, I mean, they, are, they, are, they, they, are, they, they, they did so well that everybody was envious of them. Within a short moment of time, everything has trembled down. And once again, people who were doing very well in their businesses, Within the shortest time, as we have seen, they've gone down. It's very sad. We don't want anybody to go down. But may I tell you, one of the things we need to learn in our walk with God is that we learn to depend on the Spirit of God for every answer and for every direction. You see how God would term a man as an evildoer when, when he seeks help from other sources rather than, than God. When he does not pay attention to the inner man where the Holy Spirit will whisper and say that, Son, let's do it this way. And I know that we are living in a very tricky day. Majority of us have become so intelligent that we think that we know it all. My plea to God this morning is that we will learn the secret of having to wait on the Lord. And make sure we have the green light before any move is made. This is very important. Praise the Lord. Let's continue with the verse number 3 where we read to the Bible says, Now the Egyptians are men. That's a beautiful statement. And not God. America is a nation. And America is not heaven. No matter who anybody is. That's what God is trying to say. As long as people are men, they are men. As long as nations are nations, they are nations. They are not heaven. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus who is the king of glory for us. And who had gone to prepare a place for us. So he continued to say, and their houses are flesh. Why the emphasis from the Lord and not spirit? God is trying to establish that the spirit is always greater than the flesh. The spirit is always greater than the ability of man. And so when the Lord stretches out his hand, both he who help, who helps will fail. And he who helped Will be, will fall down. They all will perish. God is trying to say that as we put our trust in man, as we put our trust in things, as we turn to the greener pastures we see with our eyes, we are sure to collapse. And the Bible says that 
He will not relent. He will not call back his word. He will speak against us when we rely on men. This is very critical. And I plead with you this Sunday morning. Please do not take it as one of those light things. God has been dealing with me carefully on this issue that I'm sharing with you. As I keep saying, saying to us, I'm not one of those who prepare sermons for others. As I study and God begins to tell things to me, and by way of guiding my life, then I also, as He permits me, come your way. And I see this as a very important matter that should never be taken for granted. You see, now the Egyptians are men. God is pointing out. And when you come to the, 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 the New Testament, it's also very clear. The arm of flesh will fail you. We cannot rely on anything that we see. Any paper will not help. Any money will not help. The only thing that can help us is the Spirit of God. And I saw that in the days of Jesus Christ, the men of God that followed Jesus, they lent it. They relied on the Spirit of God. And so this morning, I beg you, if you have not developed a walk with the Holy Spirit, I still would like to let you know you are missing so much. I know sometimes you will hear the Word of God and your heart will open. But after that you will you rebel. Please don't rebel. The scripture that God gave to us right from the opening of today's sermon. That God opened me up and I did not rebel. So I want you to take note. Look at this scripture. The verse number 3 we are looking at is so critical. He said that when the Lord stretches out his hand, his, his hand both he who helps will fall. He who is helped will fall down. They all will perish. Anytime we trust in the might of man and do not turn to God and to ask Him for His direction, we are bound to fail. Oh, I beg God for us all that we will learn to ask the Holy Spirit We will learn to say, if you don't talk, we will not move. We will learn to say, if you don't give us clearance, we will not make any step. I know that sometimes when certain things have been established, it is so very easy for men to rely by saying that after all, it is God who established it. I said to you last week, one of the things I learned from some of the people of old, such as David, They never took things for granted. They will always ask. When it even seems as if they have a scripture backing that they could do this, they will always ask. You remember that Saul who was looking for his life had now come to the very cage that David was hiding and had fallen asleep with everybody that David could have easily come out and killed him. As a matter of fact, he did, came out, he came out, and he had his motivation even from his men. And the men were not talking rubbish, they were quoting scripture. Turning your enemy into your own hands. But as David stood there, that his heart smote him. As David allowed the Holy 
goes to touch his heart. David knew that, no, I'm not supposed to do this. And immediately, when he yielded to the Spirit of the Lord, the, the Word of God came forth into his heart, touch not my anointed, do my prophet no harm. And you see, immediately he said to his people, I cannot do that. I cannot touch God's anointed. Today, majority of us don't care. Sometimes we don't even care how we talk to pastors. Sometimes we don't even care how we talk to church leaders. Some, listen, this generation is going through so much, not because God wanted it to be so, but simply because we are just rebelling against the Spirit of God who is leading us to greener pastors or greener ways of the Lord. Oh, this morning I plead with you. I pray that you would even pray in your heart and ask the Lord, would you please help me open my heart and connect my mind and my soul to my spirit so that I will learn to follow the Spirit of God. The most critical thing any believer needs now is the leadership of the Spirit of God in his life. I I tell you, it's not something that you can trade with for anything. The leadership of the Holy Ghost is, is so critical he, because He's the one who will be able to preserve us. He's the one who will be able to say, stay cool, don't go, don't be moved by anything. These same scriptures that we are talking about, you will, if time permits us, we will dive into some serious aspect of it. And so this is to tell us that Ah, if we get help from men, we will be destroyed with our helper. If we stay and wait and wait on the Lord, we will receive a blessing from the Lord and that will let us remain. Ah, how I pray that we will take these lessons so seriously and be so determined to allow the Holy Spirit to lead. Oh, we must allow him to lead because he is the man who can help us. He is the Spirit of God who can bring us grace. Let me try to see if we can, we can add a little more to what we are saying. Let's quickly go to Jeremiah chapter 42. I'll read from verse 1 to 6. Very important and I'm trusting God that we'll be able to get, uh, uh, get somewhere today. The Bible says, and in fact I must say that, please put these scriptures down. Uh, the one that I gave to you, Isaiah 31, please put it down so you can read the whole thing. And put also Jeremiah 42. You have to read the whole ch- chapter, because that's when you will understand. But let's take a few things from here. The Bible says, now all the captains of the forces... Johanan, the son of Karia, Jezaniah, the son of Hosea, Hoshiah, and all the people from the least to the greatest came near and said to Jeremiah the prophet, Please, let our petition be accepted to you and pray for us to God, and pray for us to the Lord your God, for all these remnant things we are left, but a few of many, as you can see, that the Lord 
your God may show us the way. Listen to this carefully. May show us the way in which we should walk and the things we should do. Then Jeremiah the prophet said to them, I have heard. Indeed, I will pray to the Lord your God according to your ways. And it shall be that whatever the Lord answers you, I will declare it to you. I will keep nothing back from you. So they said to Jeremiah, Let the Lord be a true and faithful witness between us. If we do not do according to everything which the Lord your God sends us by you, whether it is pleasing or displeasing, we will obey the voice of the Lord our God to whom we send you that it may be well with us when we obey the voice of the Lord our God. Now, listen. You see, what we read from Isaiah is that the full detail is what we are reading, we are reading from Jeremiah. They went, their captains that were leading them went to the prophet Jeremiah. They were inquiring, like we all do, from the Lord. As to what to do. And Jeremiah, being the prophet of God, did not hesitate at all. Agreed with them that, well, if you want to know what to do, because we know that you are under bondage, and you want to know whether to go to Egypt or not, it's not a problem. We will ask the Lord. And so, he took the matter up before the Lord. But there are a few things that I would like for you to take note before we move ahead. Very, very important. He already indicated that whatever the answer is, you are the ones who have come to ask for direction. And let me tell you something. Sometimes you may ask the Holy Spirit for the direction. And then you may decide not to obey Him. I want us to take note of what we have read because I've seen that many people make mistakes in this area. Jeremiah took the matter up and they assured Jeremiah by saying that whatever the Lord declares, we will do. We are willing to obey. After all, are we not the ones who brought our matter to him and told him that he should guide us concerning the things we ought to do? Now by the time Jeremiah had gone before the Lord, it took ten days when he had gone before the Lord. In the verse number seven, quickly. And it happened that after ten days, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. And listen to this. Then then he called Johanan, the son of Caria, and the captains of the forces which were with him, that's those people who went to Jeremiah the prophet, all the people from the least to the greatest, and said to them, Thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, to whom you sent me to present your petition before him. If you will still remain in this land, then I will build you and not pull you down. I will plant you and not pluck you up. For I relent concerning the disaster that I have brought upon you. Do not be afraid of the king of Babylon, of whom you are afraid. Do not be afraid of him, says the Lord. For I am with you to save you and to deliver you from his hand. And I will show you mercy, that he may have mercy on you, and cause you to return 
to your own land. Praise the Lord. I will read the verse 13 and I will say something. And I will, but if you say, you will not dwell in this land, disobeying the voice of the Lord, let's add the 14, saying, no, but we will go to the land of Egypt, where we shall see no wall, nor hear the sound of the trumpet, nor be hungry for bread, and there we will dwell. Now listen to this. You see, these people already had seen Egypt. And as far as they were concerned, Egypt was a prosperous nation. It's like a Guinean who has been told that someone is preparing a place for them in America. There is nothing that you can do to stop that Guinean. It's, I mean, no matter what you bring to him, he will not even consult God. And this is the situation they found themselves in. And so, Jeremiah took the matter up with the Lord. And Jeremiah had the answer after 10 days. When he came with the answer, honestly, it didn't sound very good at all to the people. And I, 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 I noticed that God, who knows all things and knew what is in their heart, was already cautioning them. Let me quickly say something. When the Lord started teaching me this, I observed that sometimes you can go to prayer, ask the Lord about His directions, but within your inner heart, you still have kept your preference that you don't want it to be touched. Because if anybody did it, you will not obey. And that is what is called hypocrisy in the, present, in, in, in the presence of God. And that's exactly what they did. God told them that even though I have caused you, and I have allowed you to be carried away under captivity in, 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 in Babylon, I still want you to know that in Babylon, you are still my children and I can keep you. That's why I told you to read the whole chapter. We won't be able to go into it, but I want you to know that God can keep you wherever you are. Praise the Lord. If only you will listen to the Holy Spirit. If only you will be obedient to the call of the Lord. These people had gone and, and, and they have presented their matter. The answer has come back. But you see, they had kept things in their heart in such a manner that now the truth was coming out. And I must say, these are some of the areas that we find ourselves. Sometimes we may keep things quietly in our hearts. And yet pretend as if we are all for what God stands for. Or we are all for what God is directing. And I want to say, dear brother, God is the one who reads the hearts of every man. I pray, oh I pray, pray with me. That we will learn how to walk with the Lord. Because now the people are getting the answers that they requested for from the Lord. But they refuse to obey. They refuse. And as you read further, you will see. But I would like to bring your attention to the verse number 7 to 14. When the prayers... No, let's move rather to 19 to 22. Very important. Now, Jeremiah has brought the answer to them. And now, God is speaking... And I was so shocked about the things that God said. 
in the verse number 19, the Lord has said concerning you, O remnant of Judah who were in Babylon, do not go to Egypt. Know certainly that I have admonished you this day. Know certainly that I have instructed you this day because you asked me for directions. For you were hypocrites in your heart. When you, when you sent me to the Lord your God saying, pray for us to the Lord our God. And according to all that the Lord your God says, so declare us we will do. This is what you said to the Lord. That whatever God tells you, you will obey. You will do it. Now I bring you the answer. And now you are rebelling. Let me take a little moment of time before we continue with the 21. After all, we are not rushing because this is a serious matter. Bible said, they said to the Lord, they were willing to obey the Lord. The man of God, after 10 days, bring the results back to them. And then the Lord is now declaring through his prophet that you were hypocrites in your heart. But how many times haven't you been a hypocrite? How many times haven't you known something and your flesh will not allow you to allow that which is good? May I say something very important to you? There may be some of us who may be working in some places that there was a promotion and somehow you qualified even more than somebody else. But somehow the Lord put the person there and you have gotten to the point that you cannot be happy with yourself. You have said within your heart, I will not take instructions from this person. May I say you are rebelling. There are some of us who have a cunning way of rebelling. There are some of us who move, no matter what God has said, you will still go according to the way you think is right. Ah, brother, some of these things are bringing us not to the flourishing field of the Lord. We are not making progress. Our health is not good because we rebel. You still remember what the Lord said to us in Isaiah 50 verse number 5? It is very important that you keep that word in your heart. The Lord God has opened my ear. I was still, I was not rebellious. Nor did I turn away. Let me say this. Some of us are rebelling Seriously, if there is somebody over you, no matter what it is, he is the person that God has put there. May I say to you, be very careful not to rebel. Not to rebel, please. The implications are too much. Look at what the people did. They went to, to, to the prophet of God. The prophet of God brought the message from the Lord, not his own words. And yet they were, they wouldn't give in to what God was saying. How many times we haven't done this? The Lord is raising this matter very seriously that we should allow ourselves to be led by the Spirit of the Lord. As I said to you last week, one good example that we can trust and follow is Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. He is the best example in all of this. Jesus was so obedient, even though he was God, yet on the earth, he will not do anything until it has been sanctioned by the Father. 
In fact, Jesus is the best of example. You remember the scripture we read last week when we were so clear. Jesus said, I can do nothing of my own except that which the Father told me to do so. Ah, may I say to you this morning, uh, this kind of thing, you can only begin to have the unction of it when you go to the inner chamber, begin to pray about it. Because we are living in a very rebellious time. Children are rebelling against their fathers. Sons and daughters are rebelling because of the exposition of knowledge. I want to say to you, dear ones, if you are blessed with a father full of the Holy Ghost, a mother full of the Holy Ghost, a pastor or a counselor full of the Holy Ghost, may you not rebel against him. I remember in my own life, I had the greatest blessing. I never rebel against Reverend Macaulay. I remember that I took my matter to him as to what I was going to do by way of going to build a house. He said, D, I forbid you. You don't have to build by yourself. At that time, HFC had come and they were giving loans to people to, 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 to buy houses and to be paying monthly for about 20 and more years. And every Guinean like myself who never wanted to owe, we said no. But the man told me, and I will never forget. The man told me, D, I will not let you build. Look at my hair. The masons will chop your money. Look at my gray hair. They will come. They will not work. You don't have the time to sit on them to do it for you. But you see, when the old man told me that, I was not happy at all because I had bought a very nice land I taught at a shown man. And so I had to listen to the old man because I had said to myself that I will never rebel against this man whom I have accepted as my spiritual father. I didn't know that he was discipling me. And true to the word that I said it to myself, my wife also agreed with me. And somehow we, did, we sold the land and we had to go. Not many years after, when it was so very clear that probably the Lord would have helped us to build at a Sean Man place there. Arm robbers started killing and attacking people there. And I remember I saw in the front page of the newspapers, and then immediately I saw the headline, the Spirit of the Lord said to me, you would have died if you had not listened to your father. Child of God, let me tell you something. It is very important as you are listening to this message. Never rebel. Never rebel against your leader. Never rebel against the person that God has set up over you. Never rebel against the Holy Spirit more importantly. Who may be speaking to you. Whatever you are hiding in your heart that is making you not to yield. I plead in the name of Jesus that you will give up. And say, Lord, I open up to you. This message is so critical. I wish that I could be talking about it the whole month. For us to know that the only way for our survival is to be obedient to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. One thing he will never do is that he will never force himself to bless you. He will never force himself to lead you. You remember that the Bible says that Jesus fasted for 40 days and nights. And then the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord led him to be tempted of the devil. Let me tell you something. 
After Jesus had fasted for 40 days and night, he was weak. He could have easily decided that I am not going. Holy Spirit, you take your time. When I'm ready, I will follow. But Jesus followed and allowed himself to be tempted of the devil. Let me say this to you. It's very important. You see what God is saying right now here? That you are, you were hypocrites. And I see tongue-talking people, Holy Ghost-baptized people, majority of us are living in this hypocrisy. Oh, may we plead with the Lord. May we beg God that He may save us from this kind of situation. In the verse number 21, the Bible said, And I have this day declared it to you, but you have not obeyed the voice of the Lord your God, or anything which He has sent you by me. You see, let's add the 22 to it and so on. The Bible says, And now therefore, know certainly that you shall die by the sword, by famine, by pestilence, in the place where you desire to go to dwell. Ha! Huh! My God. You see, God predicted what would happen to them. Let me tell you something. When we don't yield totally to the Lord, the enemy will supply the hardness to our hearts. And when the hardness to our hearts is formed, no matter what God will say, I want to announce to you, brethren, even a pastor can rebel. A bishop can rebel. Because... They hide things in their hearts. This morning, I plead by the mercy of God. Anything that is hiding behind your heart, plead that the Holy Spirit will remove it. So that you will become obedient, totally obedient to the leadership of the Spirit of God. Time is still not on our side. We haven't finished with this matter. But let me say something to you about our example, which is Jesus Christ. Look at Matthew 26, verse number 39. That's why I keep referring to him. He went a little further and fell on his face and prayed saying, Oh my father, if it is possible, let this car pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will. But as you will, if we are going to go to make life and to be accepted of the Lord, the best way is that we must be willing. You see, even here, we see that from the inside of Jesus himself, it was so very clear that Jesus saw that this one is very difficult. And that left with him alone, he will not do it. But because Jesus didn't hide it behind his heart, he prayed about it and was so willing to let that which is hiding in, inside his heart be exposed. What I see and what God wants us to know, that please stop hiding things behind your heart because they prevent you from being led by the Spirit of the Lord. This is how many of us live. We hide things and misrepresent our hearts. As my friend said many years ago, 
We have disconnected our mouth from our hearts. And this is a disaster. Oh, I pray in the name of Jesus. That you may be so transparent to God from your heart. There are many of us who are hiding the real heart and doing otherwise. May we move into prayer right now. Like I said, I have not finished. But time will not allow me. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. We plead by mercy. You know every bit of our hearts. And we know that you are so willing to lead us. Because you promise that you will never lead us nor for, you will never leave us nor forsake us. You are willing to go with us through the storm. You are willing to go through the fire with us. You are willing to go through any situation if only we will listen. I beg you Lord, we plead oh God for every household and for every individual. That this word of God will not depart from their hearts. Consolidate it inside us. So we will learn to listen to the Holy Spirit. We will learn to be obedient to His voice. We will not rebel. We will not rebel or turn our way. Heavenly Father, do this for us. Do this for us in the name of Jesus. For so many of us are struggling... Because we are looking at who we are and rebelling. But this morning you have come again that we need to surrender. A child of God, I pray that you will surrender completely to Jesus. For he is able to lead you onto the greener pastures that pleases him. Don't let your eye lead you. God bless you.